motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and Yo, what up, what up, folks? I'm your boy Trey Frazier, and I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt. Welcome to another edition of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. A special shout out to everybody that's watching us right now, whether you're on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, or Twitter Live. We appreciate the support. Make sure y'all continue to follow us on those platforms. Also, don't forget to, you can follow us on our IG at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Another week, man. Uh, what's, what's good, man? Man. How we yeah. feeling today? How we feeling? I'm tired as hell, man. But hey, man, we, we got some sports to talk about. So we damn sure yeah. we'll talk about them. Yep. Yep. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Uh, before I get into it, uh, hashtag free Britney Griner, hashtag lock Brett Favre up, hashtag sell the team solver. And for the people in D.C. that didn't think it would happen, we never thought it would be, you know, and yeah, you one of them, you one of them. Uh, the Washington Commanders are for sale that they announced last week. Uh, the sale is expected to be around seven billion dollars for the team. Uh, a few candidates that's out there. I want to talk about that a little bit. So Jeff Bezos who is the owner of CEO of Amazon and also has ownership in the Washington Post and the homie Jay-Z who still has his Rock Nation Sports uh agency still the CEO of that also um those two were the really at the top really right now I haven't heard any other names other than those two to kind of uh, maybe do like a joint venture stuff Kevin Kevin Durant, Durant was a name a conversation um RG3 has been in a conversation. I don't know how serious or unserious that is, but he's been in a conversation. Yeah, he's, I saw him post that. I saw um, him post something like he got some money. Yeah, it was somebody else I'm missing because I was just talking about this a couple of hours ago. But um, but there, mm. there's been a few people. Um, to my understanding, Jeff Bezos, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are working together. Yes. You know, yeah, to, to get it done. So yep. I would imagine that they're going to figure out a way to get Kevin Durant involved. Um. I would think that they would try to get him involved just because he got a lot of money and, you know, he from here, that type of thing. So yep. I would think that they would try to figure a way to get him involved. Um, and I hope it works out because that's that's not a bad look. Yeah, no, no, fact, not at all, great, man. In fact, that's a great look. It is. Um, although I want, at least in my opinion, I want 100% black ownership 
But obviously, with Jeff Bezos in the picture, you're not going to get that. But if they were to collaborate, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I would I would like if if Durant and RG3 is serious about this, along with Jay, I would like those guys to at least be the face of it. You know, Bezos can come in and he can, you know, put his stamp on it, too. But I would like this thing to be like majority african-american owned franchise that's that's what i'm kind of looking for at this point sure sure you know what i mean so what they gonna say now when jay when jay-z become a a, beginning that old boys club what they gonna say about jay now Mm, they still gonna find a way to hate on him they still gonna find a way to hate on him. at this point we say we want ownership (laughs) we want to be involved we want to sit at the table and, you know, he got criticism for, you know, working with the NFL and all that stuff. But it seems as if that if he gets this, gets in on this, which, it you know, it would seem that he's going to get in on it yep. uh, on early reports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're seeing him put, making the steps. Yep. To doing the things that we say we want to achieve as a black, as a people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, at this point, it, it looks kind of fu- it looks kind of funny to me to hate on Jay Z at this stage of the game if he gets an a stake in an ownership a stake in ownership of an NFL team. At yeah. this point, I think you had like you never like Jay if you hating at this point. Yeah, I go back to the scene where they're in the room, right? So it's Tiki Barber. Charlemagne the God, Angie Martinez, Roger Goodell, Jay-Z, and a few other popular names that are in the room talking about this social, the whole social injustice thing. And people criticized Jay-Z for being in the room. People criticized him for not, I guess, because he kind of it at first sounded it. like he was gonna misspoke, but then it's but then he was just, you know, Jay-Z does that in interviews. Like he'll take his time to say something. Instead of, you know, trying to get out there and say something quick before he misspeaks. So during that time, well, people that was same, criticizing that, him. Ain't that where he said we done with protesting? And, that's that the, the moment he, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the spoke, that's the moment yeah. I'm talking about. He didn't misspeak. That's the moment. I, no, no, no. I'm not saying he did. Uh, I'm saying that for people that are saying that it looked like he was about to misspeak. That's Jay-Z. Like you watch his interviews on other platforms, that's Jay Z. He does that. You know what I mean? He doesn't um he doesn't answer questions, you know, just like that. He thinks about it before he says something. So I think about that moment, and then the next thing you know, we get the halftime shows. I think three out of four. I think right that right at this point, right? Three out of and four. Was, and he was bad his first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Right. Three three out of four at this point. We know uh Rihanna's doing the halftime show for this Super Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong there. And that's gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, gonna go crazy. Another another Jay masterpiece right there. Like you can't tell me that Jay is not the sole at least if he's not the sole reason, he's a big, big part of the reason why we've been having these bomb ass uh, halftime shows for these Super Bowls, and he's still dropping some of the best verses of years. Like mm-hmm. every year, he drop a verse. We talking about it being verse of the year, and it's not for nothing. Cause like that dude different, man. I mean, you know, that dude different, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you look, know, you, I could, you could, you could, you could criticize him for 
the whole capitalism quote that he said in that Twitter space a few months ago. You can you could criticize the man all you want, but the dude is doing stuff behind the scenes. The dude is a billionaire. He he's got bread. He's he's doing the damn thing. And this you know this whole sale. Whenever this thing happens, I I, I would expect within the next six months that this thing gets done and you know washington fans dc's you know fans uh can rejoice and get ready to and get ready for the virginia move you think so you think that's a, a thing now you think I that do. that's i do bro look at that stadium bro that stadium is that stadium super trash they're gonna have to get out of that stadium that's i agree to happen I agree with that. We're talking about Landover. Yeah, We're talking about FedEx, FedEx Field. Field. I agree. I agree that that stadium it, it's got to go or they got to get up out of there. What about because I've heard stories where going back to RFK, um, going back to that site, not necessarily the stadium that's there now. In my opinion, I think they should demo it and then put a brand new joint up in that same spot. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just. Oh, me. I would love that. I I would love that, but I mean. Look, yeah. I remember months ago when you first, uh, when we first talked about the plans of them going to VA, and yeah. and I couldn't believe it, and I was saying to you, no, no, it's no way we're gonna, you know, no, no. But the more and more I think about it, um, mm-hmm. it's it, it's more money out there. It's you know, like they, it's more space out there. Um, Yes, it's going to be an inconvenience to us. Like, not, not I'm not saying because yeah. I'm not a Commanders fan, but to yeah. Washingtonians and people in the DMV, um, it's yeah. going to be a little tougher for some of us. But, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I think they realize that they're going to that one. We're going to travel. Two, uh, or let me say, enough of us are going to travel. And two. There's a, a a market out there that's untapped where there's money at. Yeah. Um. I I mm-hmm. think it's almost inevitable. It's funny because I was talking to somebody the other last week, mm-hmm. and they was talking about how, um, he thinks that they're going to if even if they wherever they do a new stadium at, that they mm-hmm. are going to downsize to like fifty or sixty thousand seats. I said, there's no way in hell they're doing that. Because and it's, especially especially if they want to host a Super Bowl, right? Because yeah. I think the capacity is like seventy thousand and up. That's the requirement to host a Super Bowl. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah, like, the I don't downsize. think it is a way. His his argument was is that they're not filling seats anyway. I mm-hmm. I no nah, nah, that's no. Nah. Well, gonna, we know why they we know why they're not filling yeah, seats. Yeah, I mean the but, stadium. <laughs> is, yeah, they're losing. But he well he said well if they're not going to win. Then how would they start filling seats? That's his argument. Well, well, you get new ownership in here. You get consultants that know what they're doing. You get scouts. And I think if you get the right people in there and you start to build a team, I think the winning will come after that. Well, more important than that, um, I think if you bring it close, bring them game. I brought up the Knicks as an example. The Knicks are uh, consistent consistently not a good winning basketball team yet they sell out every game you're in a market where people will come to the games it's something to do you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and and the people with money go to that 
and, and, and go to the yeah. go to that stadium and fill it and pack it every night. I'm thinking that I mean I get that that area of Virginia is not per se a a city like man. That's not Midtown. It's not Midtown. Yeah, yeah right. That, right. Was, I was yeah. just about to say. I get it's, that. It's I, not I get what that. you're saying. But it mm-hmm. is a money. People got my point is that people got money where they talking about going. Right, and the other difference is too MSG celebrities that. Work they in live, New York. Basically, but live and work. They there. live there, right. and they they got season tickets. So they can walk. They could. A lot of them can walk. A lot of them yeah. can walk. They could take the train, cab, whatever. Yeah. Um. But the I guess the point is too. Um. There's more celebrities that live in Midtown Manhattan than a place like Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge, Virginia, right. You know. Yeah. So, but I, but I, but I get the point about that example there. That yeah, you'll get people to still go to the games, whether it's Woodbridge, Chantilly, wherever in Virginia they, you know, propose to move this thing to. Kind of getting back to the D.C. location, though, I've heard stories where the reason that D.C. officials won't grant the team a new stadium is because of the current ownership. And so to me, it's okay. So if Bezos and Jay get the team and Durant is – a part of that group, along with RG three yeah. and a few others, yeah, yeah. Then maybe Muriel mm-hmm. Bowser and the other people up in the DC brass will say, "Hey, you know, no more Snyder. Hey, let's look at that RFK site. The metro stops there. The blue line, yellow, uh, orange line stops there. Let's, you know, let let let's let's get construction started. Let's let's get the team back to where." You know, it originally was when it was in their heyday. Let's let's get it back in that spot. Now, they're going to have to do some stuff around there because I know there's that one block where is residential stuff. And I know they fixed up H Street. They fixed up Benning Road and all that stuff. But, I mean, kind of like what they did with the wharf down in, you know, D.C. Mm-hmm. along the waterfront, kind of yeah, like what they're doing mm-hmm. in other places, yeah. Southwest. Um, I mean, I, I think there's room in that part of dc for some of that stuff to kind of move in as well yeah for sure yeah i mean to be honest with you they can because i know that's a big parking lot there they mm-hmm. can take a portion of that parking lot and they could kind of build kind of like how they built national harbor yeah. they took mm-hmm. that ground and they built like mm-hmm. a, a brand new city in a, in a sense they could they could kind of do that there too and yeah. put some shops there yeah. and some other stuff they could also do it in Woodbridge, Virginia, in that area. Mm, no, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. if if we're talking like it's right. you know it's the I Washington agree. Commanders, I would love it to be there. But I'm, I'm not, just, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm not rebutting just to, uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be there. Let's be clear. I wanted yeah. to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be. Mm. But obviously, I've been wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with with the sale and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, so hey, look, DC fans, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say congrats yet, but hey, this it seems, is it seems like it may be in order. It's 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 starting to be along its way that this team is gonna get sold. Dan Snyder, um, and I know there have been conflicts. Well, maybe he's just selling fifty percent of the team, twenty five percent of the team, and maybe he's just gonna be a minority. Stakeholder uh-huh. or something like that. Well, look, I I think that dude is gonna look seven billion dollars. Like, how could you not go? Because um, he realized <laughs> how much money he making annually. 
Well, that's that's true. But he I got mean, other but, businesses yeah, too. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine though. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. But look, he does look, Jerry Richard, look, Jerry Richardson, you know, sold the Panthers and ain't nobody heard a peep from that dude. I'm sure yeah. he's doing all right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and the the, the um the Broncos too. You know, the Broncos was sold just recently to yeah. uh the dude I think that owns Walmart or something like that. Yeah. So whoever um, I guess the Bowling family, because I think the dad passed away a few years ago. The Bowling family, I think they're going to be okay. They yeah. walked away with a nice check. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Yeah. So they, sure. they, they, they're going to be good, man. So, um, so man. Look, man. Uh, What's up? I, 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 don't, I know we're not on NBA yet, but I, I, I can't help it. And, and I know it's going to tie into Kyrie. And, you know, I know this is going to tie into Kyrie, but... Uh-huh. Man, I saw something interesting today on Instagram, and I thought, man, the NBA, the timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I, I get it that we should play the coincidence game, and maybe this is all coincidental. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, the Detroit G League team uh, played their first. Or, uh, I'm, I'm Orthodox gonna, Jew, Orthodox Jewish player. That's the Orthodox. Yep, Ryan Terrell. Yep last night and and could it be a coincidence amidst all this Kyrie mm. Irving conversation could it be sure it could be huh. it absolutely could be but it, it just seems mm. it just seems it just seems very uh coincidental I'm interested to find out how long has he been in the G League he got like, drafted, did he just get there uh, to my understanding he got drafted this year, and it, and he was un, uh, you know, uh, he he got picked up. He was undrafted. He got picked yep. up. Um, got it. And 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 uh, he played last night. Um, I look. I'm just saying. And, and, mm. and then maybe it's God's plan. I don't know. So and, what's so? I guess what's the what's why, the main idea of the story then? And I guess for, is, for me, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it seems, uh, I'm, I'm, the word is on the tip of my tongue. It seems, uh, coincidental that I'm just keep saying coincidental cause that's the word that okay. keeps popping up on my head, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It seems coincidental that, mm-hmm. you know, everything that's going on with Kyrie and we'll get into Kyrie and how I feel about, uh, rules to get back, to get your job back, but whatever. Um, but that happens and then. The next week, we got our first uh, Orthodox Jewish player that plays, and and he didn't play a big role. His name is Ryan Terrell. I, I don't know if I said his name or not. Okay, but okay. Uh, and and before I get into before I try to go into conspiracy theory and try to draw you out of there, congratulations yeah. to him. Uh, let's be clear. I, I'm, yep. I'm not in any yep. way, shape, form, mm-hmm. or fashion me saying you know yep. that he don't deserve an opportunity or none of That's that. That's history. That's that, history. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It just yep. seems it, it seems kind of crazy to me that mm-hmm. that this is the week that we, all of a sudden we start we playing a, a, a Jewish player and he had the I don't, I'm trying to be ins- not be trying to be trying not to be insensitive he had yep. the 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 cap I don't know is it a yarmulke the kufi the I, I, well I used to call it a kufi I, and maybe that's Muslims because the Muslims yeah, used to rock the Muslim. kufi and stuff I think it's called okay. a yarmulke I think. 
Okay. Forgive me for my ignorance. I'm not trying to be ignorant. Okay. Just, but he had he he wore yeah. playing the game and everything. Like he balled in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like so they really rolled out the carpet for this player. Now, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying Right. The, the timing. The timing. The timing. The timing. The timing. Um, yeah. So I, I co-sign with you. Congrats on being the first Orthodox Jew um to play in the league and hopefully he goes from the g league to the actual nba i hope one of those 30 teams picks him up i hope that's you know the case at some point um yeah i i didn't, I didn't think you was going this direction though bro because uh, i'm i'm thinking you were kind of going with the whole where's he made you doka kind of a thing but I'll, I'll get to that in a second just to uh, kind of address well we this can situation. tie all that in because we're going straight to Kyrie, and then we can go straight to email yeah yeah we can we can tie that all in but um yeah it's it does feel like a coincidence although um i don't know I mean, man cool at I don't the end know. of the day yeah. cool at the end of the yeah. day cool yeah I'm, I'm just thinking who saw like, this coming who saw this coming i guess those guys are good those guys are good is all i'll say yeah, those the marketing, guys, the marketing, and the yeah, the marketing is 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 impeccable. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. When it comes to these leagues, the the marketing is unbelievable, and they're so pinpoint with everything that comes with that. Yeah. So to Kyrie, mm-hmm. um, he was suspended five games, but yeah. now am I to understand that in those in that span? If he doesn't complete his checklist that was given to him, he can't come back to the team. So the suspension was for a minimum of five games. So he's missing five games. We don't know if he's going to miss more than five games. He got to complete his checklist first. So he's got to complete this silly checklist. I, I, I think it's overblown. I, I I think to be honest with you, I think everything about it from his post about the movie or the book on Amazon, I, I I think that's a bit overblown. I'm not trying to get into a did the Holocaust happen or not. I'm not trying to get into any of that. Like that's not my um that's not my thing there because I don't have enough knowledge about that subject. Um but I, I just think that it's overblown. I think more people should be culpable. I think if you're going to target Kyrie for promoting this, then don't you kind of got to look at Amazon and say, well, hey, Amazon, you're promoting the product. You're making money off the product. Um, I think you should get some smoke. I know nobody's going to like necessarily yeah, take down yeah. Amazon. You're not going to take down Amazon. I get that part. Well, I disagree with you in the sense that it's Amazon's job to sell things to the public. So, you know, whether it's the public that believes in uh, anti-Semitism or not, it's, yeah. their, it's only their job to sell a product. So they have to have a product available. And the other thing to Amazon is anybody who got something to sell can mm. post it on Amazon. So it's yeah, kind of right. yeah, so it's so it's not a situation where Am- where Amazon is responsible or even knows everything that's on their website for sale. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I disagree with it in that sense. Here's where I hold Kyrie um responsible. Mm-hmm. Um if you're gonna post a book, and I get why he posted it without knowledge, read the damn book before you go and post it. 
That that's mm-hmm. that's the point. Because I what, agree with that. What seems clear I agree to, with that. What seems mm-hmm. what seems clear to me mm-hmm. is that he didn't read that book. If in turn he had to come back and say, I didn't know that in mm-hmm. that book they spoke about Jewish people saying the Holocaust was made up. Mm-hmm. So if they spoke about that, if they spoke about that in a book that you put on your uh, account, it would it would insinuate that you have some type of uh, uh, either you want to push that message, whether you believe in it or not. Yeah, that there's that 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 mess. You're not making clear what you wanted to be highlighted in that book. So you didn't yeah. even speak out and say, well, I disagree with this part. Mm-hmm. Why you posted the book like the. The retweet, in my opinion, would look like, hey, you know, I don't agree with that stuff. They talking about the Holocaust was made up, but I do agree with this. And this is why you should read the book. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. Um, Yeah. He avoided like some of the questions like he really was. Why he avoided it? Because he did. No, I know. I know. I know. And and, and that's kind of what I'm getting to is, is that, yeah, he should read the book before you promote it. Because people are going to ask you about it and you got to be able to answer the questions in relation to what you're promoting. And he couldn't do that. I mean, and then he didn't even have the uh, humility to say, well, when they asked me, are you in, are you uh, anti-Semitic? Well, what are you talking about? Why you feel like why do you why is that even a question? Because you posted that book. All right. Well, what's in this book that make you feel like I'm uh, posting anti-Semitic rhetoric? And then yeah. we can all have a a, a, a learning lesson. I get that yep. it's a press conference, and maybe that's not the ideal place to have it. But at right. least, at least we can all gather from that. Right. Hey, he didn't I know agree. What he was it's doing. not. He didn't know what I, he was doing. Right. I agree. It's not the ideal place, but the reporters are making it an ideal place right. by so them asking you, the questions. Right. <laughs> right. So is that point? Is it that point that you got to be like, well, what do you mean? Why do you mm. feel this way? Like I've I've seen. So that way, the way he approached it the first time, it was like, get out of my face. Like, why would you even feel that way? As opposed yep. to why would you feel that way? Mm-hmm. And and it's like, and then the reporter could say, well. To my understanding, in the book it says this. Oh, yep. word it says that. Oh, I didn't get that far in the book, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't get to that part. Maybe yeah, right. If I had got to that part, maybe I wouldn't have reposted this book. So Dang. with that, so with that, um, mm-hmm. do I? I mean, look, at, when I first heard that he was given a checklist, mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first. But at the same time, you kind of went on your platform and put ignorance on your platform. So it's kind of like, and now if you can acknowledge a week later mm-hmm. that, okay, maybe I jumped the gun on some shit that I shouldn't have jumped the gun on, you, right. you kind of got to eat what come with that. Yeah, yeah. Because so in turn, he just came back and apologized and said I was wrong. Right, which I didn't think he was going to do. Because, you know, based on everything that happened with the vaccine and him not taking the shot and him missing games... I was thinking, yo, he ain't apologizing. Like, he, I, think, I mean, I think, it might think, be the end of his career at that point. But I think the difference between it is, is that in his his vaccine approach, he was right. It is his choice. Yeah, yep. he got to hold whatever come with it, but it's his choice to do what he want with that. Right. You, I mean, right here, he didn't have the he didn't have enough information to to stand ten toes down on what his belief was. And if yeah. you don't have enough information to stand ten toes down on it, then maybe you should stand eight. Hey, 
Dang. So you think he plays for the Nets at some point again, or yeah. you, you yeah. think he comes back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. I think I think he I think he checks off the the checklist and he comes back and plays basketball and he'll be fine. Okay. But he made so, but, he, but he did make a mistake if in fact he yep. didn't read the book, posted the book and didn't know what people were talking about when they were calling him anti-Semitic. Right, right. And and in my crazy little mind, I'm thinking he apologized because they about to get email Udoka. <laughs> And Ime Udoka is gonna make this team a whole lot better. Um, just a just a programming note, because um we we folks, we we do have a guest coming in. Um he was here a few months back. Uh it's Damian Adams. He has a couple podcasts, he's third and three podcasts. Um, also a Saints fan, Pelicans fan. Um, so he's gonna, you know, come in and join with us probably in like another couple of minutes from now. But just to kind of get to the email Udoka stuff for a second here. Um, so I'm on Twitter the other day and someone posted, um, has anybody heard about email Udoka yet? Like, was there any announcement of the signing, uh, press conference or something like that? Cause if you remember the initial reports, they said that within 24 to 48 hours, yeah. they was going to get a deal done. Right. right. So here we are a week later, little over a week later, and Jock Vaughn was coaching the Nets last night against the Mavericks. So I'm just wondering, you know, what, what's going on here? Is it the is it the Kyrie stuff that's kind of maybe it's too much for the Nets PR to handle to deal with that plus bringing in Ime Udoka? Is it? Email Udoka looking at the situation saying, uh, not sure I want to deal with that yet. Or is it the Celtics that's looking at it like, well, maybe we do want some compensation. Maybe we don't want to, you know, just give this guy up for free. I mean, I mean, this is a division rival. Um, they could legitimately get this team to the finals. Um, so just trying to think about all different kinds of reasons as to why this hasn't um you know come to fruition yet yeah. um let me let me let me get my mans in here real quick uh damian adams uh welcome back to the podcast man uh uh just want to get your um you know get your credentials out there real quick uh one third of the third and three podcasts also got his own podcast called the real deal with damian adams also a saints fan and a pelicans fan um welcome back brother how you doing bro I'm doing good, man. Glad to be back on the show. You know, I'm a big fan of you guys. So when you gave me the call, you know, I saw the Batman signal and I came, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, we'll we'll get to the Saints and your Pelicans in a second, man. But um, you, you kind of came in on our conversation about Ime Yudoka. And um, one, of, one of the things I brought up and when actually I'll go back a week. So me and Maestro, we were talking about this um Boston to Brooklyn thing with Ime Udoka and we both agreed the Nets should sign Ime Udoka regardless of whatever you know backlash or whatever media um or PR nightmare comes with it because I think they're going to survive it um the initial report was 24 to 48 hours they would sign him and here we are a little over a week later and Jock Vaughn is still the coach of the Nets. 
So in your opinion, what do you think is going on there? Do you think the Nets are holding back because of the Kyrie drama? Do you think the Nets are kind of rethinking this? Like, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think they saw the initial reaction to the news when it leaked that Emilio Doka was going to be the next head coach. They're like, ooh, we already got all this stuff going on with the franchise. Let's not hire Emilio Doka right now, which I disagree with. I agree yeah. with you guys. If you, you're going to have, whenever you hire him, there's going to be a week or two of constant questions about what happened in Boston and yep. what's going on. How can you hire him and all this stuff here? Rip the Band-Aid off. Get it over with. Yeah. Like it's going to, it's going to happen once it's that gonna happens. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once that happens, get back to basketball. And obviously you guys need a basketball coach who you know can come in and change the culture. Yeah. Amy Adoka is somebody who's proven that he can come in and change the culture. So the stuff that went on in Boston and, you know, you got to be real about it. It wasn't none of the Nets wives he was sleeping with. So they not tripping about that. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, right. You, you did what you did over there. You can't do yep. it over here. I'm pretty sure with all the stuff that happened, you learned your lesson. Mm-hmm. And you got to make sure that you go with HR here. We're going to handle all that behind the doors. But come to ba- mm-hmm. come coach basketball. That's what we need you for. We'll handle the press. And we'll deal with the little week or two of the constant questions. But it'll be over. And you'll be back to basketball, especially once you start winning. Yeah. We all know once you start winning, everything else yep. works itself out. Yeah. Quiet some noise. Yep. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Hey, where you at with it, Maestro? Like, what do you what do you think is delaying the Ime Udoka signing? Um, what do you think is delaying that? I honestly, I guess if I had to take a guess, um, if I had to take a guess, I you know what? Look, I'm gonna stand on I'm gonna stand on what I said last week. I don't think the Nets are concerned at all about what the 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 whatever media firestorm is going to happen, as you like to call it. I don't think mm-hmm. they're concerned about it at all. I, I really don't because at the end of the day, <laughs> I hate to keep standing on hmm. this, but I don't. That wife in the Celtics organization made her choice and he just went with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. If everybody is secure in their marriages in Brooklyn, everything yeah. should be just fine. <laughs> so I don't think they're concerned about uh, anything. I think that, I, I think that whole uh the questions i think the questions that happen like you said but i think yeah. that's uh i think that's such a small a small issue in the grand scheme of the pros that Ime Udoka is going to bring to the team immediately so yeah. um i don't think i don't i'm gonna say i don't know what's holding it up but i don't think it has anything to do with that um maybe it's the Kyrie situation um mm-hmm. if i had to take a guess and and i guess you making me take a guess um, I think it has more to do with Boston wanting compensation. Okay. I okay. think I Yeah, think, I mean I, because no it's argument bad there. business. It's bad business. It is bad business for them to just let him go. A, a coach that just got your team to the championship. That is a to the a, rival. That's a terrible to mistake. the rival. That's a mistake. Yeah. I get you emotional, yeah. whoever makes the decisions, who wife gets who wife chose. I get that that you mm-hmm. want you know, but it's it's a bad business in the midst of an emotional emotional situation to sit there and lose that coach for nothing. Mm-hmm. That don't make sense to me. So I'm thinking they're trying to figure out how to get some compensation for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I could I could see that being the case. You said something last week where you were saying that if you were Maestro Styles making the decisions or you were the decision maker, that you would have no 
reservations, no issues whatsoever about signing Ime Udoka. Not at all. I could see, I could see right now them having some reservations about that, and it might not have anything to do with what happened in Boston. It could just have something to do with the Kyrie PR stuff. So now you're dealing with that, plus you're going to deal with email Udoka, and you know those questions are going to come, and you're already taking questions about Kyrie, that that might be too much for the Nets to, um, to handle at one time. So maybe uh, they're just saying, hey, let's let, let's hold off for a little bit and let's come back to the table. Let this Kyrie stuff die down and let's just because otherwise, because if you're t- if you're saying they have no reservations. Go get the guy. Kyrie's situation or not. Go get the guy. Yeah, but I but I think I think the hold up is is Boston might may want compensation. I get it hasn't been reported. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's got to be. Yeah. It. Look, because I, look. This is what I think, Trey. If you gonna, if your issue is I don't want to answer questions, then the guys who handle PR in Brooklyn all need to be fired. There's Agreed. a way to get ahead of this. Like, like, like. Agree. The issue, the, Agreed. issue, the yeah. issue on bringing the best coach on the market right now is because y'all don't want to answer questions about two topics going on in your organization that's off the court. That sounds that that, that like this yeah. is a million, this is a billion dollar industry, bro. They need yeah. to get fired. It's yeah. a billion dollar industry. They probably, they, but they probably point. don't want to deal with two storms. Maybe they could. Maybe they'll do it if they just got to deal with that one storm. But there's ways to deal with it, Trey. Uh, when Boston had the issue, they held a press conference. This is what we're doing. Ask your questions now. This is how we're handling it. And then yeah. two, three days later, we done with it. Yeah. Boston they also didn't have the- a. They also didn't have a player talking about anti-Semitic stuff and all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's just the email stuff. I think they. It's a. It's a possibility that they don't want to deal with the email questions plus. What they're dealing with with the Kyrie stuff, I, I think it's a combination you. of that. How much you think the PR team get paid a year, bro? <laughs> like, like, listen, I, listen, listen, listen. I agree with you. It's their job to get to survive this kind of stuff. I'm just saying that they probably don't want to do it, and if they don't want to do it, then like you said, they should they should all lose their jobs because they, that's what you are. That's what you are. You're a PR guy. <laughs> do your hey. job. Get the, get the team on, to navigate the through the stuff. Let me let me ask yeah. the guest. Let me ask the guest. Yeah. How do you think it looks on a resume when Brooklyn PR want to get another job as the PR team that says, "Hey, I dealt with Eme and Kyrie at one time when I'm ready to get another job." No, nah, it looks it looks amazing. If you're able to get through those two situations, it definitely looks amazing on your resume. And they already dealt yeah. with Kyrie last year. The whole vaccination mm-hmm. thing. So yep. they had to deal with all that last year. You had to deal with yep. KD in the offseason, asking for a mm-hmm. trade, asking for yep. the coach and the GM to get fired. So they should be well-practiced. They shouldn't be rusty at all. Like and, they, they, and, ben they be ready to go. And, and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, if any PR team should be able to handle having two quote-unquote crises going on at the same time, it's the Nets PR team. And I understand what you're saying, Trey, because just from a personal standpoint, Peace yeah. is my main thing. So I understand from that standpoint of like just wanting peace. I just yeah. want to be able to avoid all the drama. I get that. But that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. But in some situations, you mm-hmm. can't avoid it. So when you can't avoid mm-hmm. it, get through it as quickly as possible. Yeah. And the way to get yeah. through it as quickly as possible, go ahead and hire them. Get them now. 
deal with the issues now because the media can only ask so many questions. I've been in those press conference rooms. Yeah, you only have so much time, so you can only ask right. so, many, so many things. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to choose. Am I gonna ask about Kyrie? Are we gonna ask about Ime? Are we gonna ask just one or two questions yeah. about those things? So they can only ask so much unless you know you grant like a personal one-on-one interview or something like that. Right. So let me so, ask. Let you, me ask you. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got go ahead, Marshall. You've been in one. You've been in these rooms before. In your in your guesstimation about how many questions you think they, how many questions do they ask in those rooms? In your just a, a wild uh, estimate. Uh, depends on the person who's in there, but usually you're getting like between five and seven questions. It's not that many, depending on how the person's answering the questions. Mm-hmm. Like you have some coaches who are more personable and some players are more personable. So you'll get more questions or it'll be even less questions because they take so long answering questions. Mm. So you have some people mm-hmm. where you get less questions because they'll go on like a two minute tirade about the question you asked. Right. <laughs> so you'll, it depends and Damian, yeah. And Damien, um, not to cut you, but I think it also, and I think you know this too, it depends on the market you play in too. It does. Like mm-hmm. you in you in New York city and the media can be brutal. In New York that's, City. No, that's, versus... that's very true. And I haven't been in a New York media room. I'm pretty sure it's different yeah. because of the mm-hmm. amount of people in there. Phoenix yeah. is a pretty big media market, but it's not going to be the same as a New York City. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. hopefully one day I get to do that and I'll come back to you guys and let you guys know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty no sure it's different because of that. So that is a good point. Because of the size of the media room, they probably have more time allowed it for a New York media room compared to others, for sure. So yeah, let, let's 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 play speculation game because this is the, my, one of my favorite things to do. Okay, you say about five. Um, you said about five in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, about five. So five let's to say seven, so. Let's questions. so let's give it's New York. We gonna go. Mm-hmm. We gonna go to let's say fifteen questions. Let's say they get fifteen questions. Yeah, of those fifteen questions, you think what forty percent of those is going to be Kyrie. Kyrie gear and uh Ime gear because at some point they got to get to basketball and what's going on on the court. Yeah. And it also depends on who you're calling on. Yeah. So the PR person, like, so when mm-hmm. we do it in Phoenix, there's a PR person at the corner that you can't see and they're calling on people to ask, to ask the questions. And you know mm-hmm. what type of questions people like to ask after a while, mm-hmm. after a few games, you know who they are. Right. So they, they point at me, they know I'm the, I want to talk about basketball guy. Right. So they know when they call yep. on me, I'm asking about picking roles. I'm asking about this type of stuff. And mm-hmm. only if it's something major will I go outside of that. Like, for example, for the Phoenix Mercury, you can only ask so many questions about Bernie Griner, right? Right. So you, yeah. eventually you got to get yep. back to basketball, back to what's going on in the court. So mm-hmm. they're going to call on me knowing I'm going to go back to basketball. So if you have a good PR person getting back to your original statement, you have a good PR team. They're going to know who to mm-hmm. get the questions to. Now, you can't just ignore people. You can't, yeah. like, blatantly say we're not going to answer this person's questions. But you can give more questions to the person who wants to talk basketball and right. control the narrative in that way. Right. Now, right. what about because I've also seen this too, Damien. So they'll ask players about things that they have no maybe no response for, have nothing to do with the situation. I've seen players get asked questions off the wall and really yeah. have no answer for that. What do, what do you think about that? Yeah, sometimes some of us in that room just you want to get a response. Like I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate being in there when that happens because for example, the Brittany Grind situation, it's at eventually there was nothing more to say, mm-hmm. right? Unless something new mm-hmm. happened. There was a new development. But yeah, right. I'll be there and you know, I'm waiting to ask my question. And somebody who got called on before me would be like, you know, it's now day 130. 
that Brittany Griner has been detained. How do you feel now? The same right. way he felt at day 120. Right. Like, why are you asking right. <laughs> this <Right>. question again? <laughs> so when you get somebody asking that question, you'll get a player, you know, they'll make a face or they'll just say no comment. Or they'd be like, why would you even ask me? We've seen some really funny responses. Yeah. Like, we've seen, you know, Chris Paul be like, really? That's what you're going to ask me? Like, we've seen some really funny ones. And I'm not immune to it. We all have had moments where we've asked a question that might have been not been the smartest or worried the right way. Mm-hmm. I had Skylar Diggins look at me funny before on a question. So you have, you'll have times where you just got to make sure you word it the right way. And also, you should be asking questions that the person can answer. And also, should you should know they're prepared to answer as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another part of the PR team. The PR team should have these players prepared to answer questions about Kyrie, about Ime, mm-hmm. about Nash. They should be, all be prepared to answer these questions because the PR team should have them ready to do that. Facts. No doubt. Facts. Facts. No doubt. Facts. All right. Yeah, I, we can we can put a bow on this uh, conversation, but I do hope that I hope the Nets get him at some point. It's taking too damn long. Hope they get him at some point. But if it comes to fruition, uh, Maestro, hey, I, I give you your flowers. If Boston gets compensation, I, I I give you the flowers, bro. If if that's the case, uh, well, I don't care whether they get compensation or not. You just ask me what I think with the what I think the issue. I don't give a damn. Uh, look, I just <laughs> think that uh, at the end of the day. I think at the end of the day, it would be foolish of mm-hmm. them to not get compensation for that caliber of a coach. That's yeah. that, it would be foolish. And the, and the thing that nobody talks about, and and I know I keep repeating it, but you're sending him to the rival. Yeah, they saw you go to the finals with this coach. Now you want to send that guy to that team so he could be like, nah, play Marcus <laughs> Smart like this. You, nah, you know what I'm saying? Play- yeah, like. Uh, you know, Stephen A said something interesting, like when that first happened, and he said he thought one of the reasons that they didn't fire him and they suspended him instead was because they didn't want him to get picked oh. up by the Nets. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> definitely a good point of it. I thought the yeah. suspension was more of like a punishment. That's what I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they could be like, okay, we fire you, we got to pay you. If they don't yeah. have enough to fire him for cause legally. Mm-hmm. They fired him. They got to pay him the rest of that contract. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to suspend you and take half your pay, whatever the pay, you know, punishment was so that they mm-hmm. can hold him. But also they said that if somebody else wanted you, which they yeah. maybe they didn't know the Nets would want him because the mm-hmm. Nets situation was so up in the air. So they didn't know if another team would be ready to get him so easily. Yeah. So that's probably something they didn't expect is him mm-hmm. to be right. sought after so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So I think and, that's something that might have caught him off guard. And yeah. Matt Barnes and Matt Barnes was wrong. Because he was what? the because he was the one that said um, after he f- he spoke, he has a source within the organization that told him like the details and stuff. No, we don't know what happened. And, and that could still be true. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about from Matt Barnes's perspective. This is what he said. Uh-huh. He said he said on the video that he has some inside scoop on, you know, what happened. And he said, oh, he's never getting a coaching job again. Like that was his response to it, uh, and well, now, we we'll, and yeah. now here we are, and now the Nets want Ime Udoka, and it's a good move for basketball reasons. So, well, yeah, we'll see. Well, get he it done. Been, he hasn't been hired yet, so that's you know we we can at least say that. Even okay, we think he's going to be hired. He, I, he's going to be hired. They're going to get him. Yeah, yeah, but you <laughs> yeah. know they, they're going to get him at some point. But uh, yeah, let, let, let's get to some NFL, man. Um, let, let, let's talk about the uh, Ravens and the Saints. Man. I bet you can't uh, wait to get oh, into that. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, man, of course. Hey, look, we 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 recapping Saints and Ravens, and we're gonna preview Steelers and Saints. How about that? You got a <laughs> Steeler fan right here. 
in in maestro here so it, it kind of works out um hey um your, your your thoughts on last night's game oh man uh i didn't expect us to win so i'm not like disappointed you know yeah. I, <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't go into the game thinking we would beat you guys uh one thing that always stands out to me i've always said about lamar jackson most quarterbacks are the engine for the car that makes the offense yeah he is the entire car mm-hmm. like he makes everything go because of his threat with running the ball and passing the ball it makes everything so much easier for everybody else in that offense mm-hmm. like the play that really stood out to me is when you guys ran like the fake quarterback sweep yeah like the tight end snuck behind and got a touchdown yep mm-hmm. only a few quarterbacks can do that and lamar jackson is the head of the class when it comes to his threat of running is so just so big that you have to respect it so much that a tight end can sneak behind like that for an easy touchdown. Um, and the Saints, I think our defense played okay, but our offense just left them out there to dry. Yeah. And eventually you're going to break down and get tired, especially playing against a physical team like Baltimore. And that's what happened. Uh, our offense is just horrible. Sorry, doo-doo. Uh, you got <laughs> And, like, I don't understand how the whole thing about Jameis Winston is, oh, you're scared that he's going to turn the ball over. But Andy Dalton's out there turning the ball turning over. Turning the ball over, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Hey, sure. what's his deal, though? What, what, what's uh, Jameis's deal? Because he last time I heard he was hurt. So is he healthy? They just don't want to play him? Like, yeah, what's the deal so with he, that? He was initially hurt. He got hurt in the first game. He, like, mm-hmm. broke four bones in his back the first game against the Falcons and tried to play mm-hmm. through that and didn't play well through that, right? So mm-hmm. I got why he didn't get to start after that. Like, get healthy. You know, you're trying yep. to play through this bad injury. I get it. But then once he dresses, you're saying he's healthy enough to play. Because right. Randy Dalton would have got hurt. Mm. He would have brought in James yeah. Winston. So right. once he's healthy enough to dress, I think he should start. Because Andy Dalton right now is giving you the bad side of Jameis with the turnovers, but not giving mm-hmm. you the good side of Jameis where Jameis can make those big plays down the field. Jameis right. can make things happen. So for me, I'm like, if you're going to take that chance of having the turnovers anyway, you might as well take the mm-hmm. chance of having those big plays and those different American right. plays that Jameis can give right. you. Uh, so for me, I think that I don't know what D.A. is thinking our head coach, Dennis Allen, is thinking about right now when it comes to starting Andy Dalton. Mm. Oh, you went out for a mute. second. Damien, yeah. Let's hope we get the homie back on. He said oh, You good? Yeah. You hear Damien? Yeah, you could. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep, we can hear you. Oh, we can hear you now. You were telling us what in the hell is wrong with Dennis Allen. Yes. So Dennis Allen, for some reason, is more comfortable with Andy Dalton. And I get that Andy Dalton's supposed to be the safe pick. Like, he's supposed to be the guy who doesn't lose you the game. But right now, he's losing us games. Like, I was at the Arizona Cardinals game. He lost mm-hmm. us that game on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. yeah. So when, yeah. You, when you look at these games where he's making these mistakes and not giving you the upside that James can give you, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. You might as well go ahead and start James to give you the best chance. And we're in a situation that's kind of similar to, I guess you could compare it to like the Lakers in basketball. We don't have our first round pick. So we yeah. have no reason to lose. Mm-hmm. Like We have to just try our best to win right now. And we're in a division yeah. where... Even with our bad start right now at three and six, we still have a good chance. If we go on like a little winning streak, yeah, we can one game back, game. right? Huh? One 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 game back of first place, right? Yeah, we're one game back of Tampa Bay, one and a half because we lost Tampa Bay, so one and a half games back of mm-hmm. Tampa Bay right now. So we go on a little winning streak, and as Tampa Bay could mess around and lose the next three straight, they look horrible. They shouldn't have won yeah. to beat the Rams, yeah, right? So right. Yeah, the thing is, you mess around, get hot a little bit, you can make the playoffs, and then once you get in, you never know. 
So for me, I don't understand why we wouldn't start Jameis. Our offense looks horrible. Like, again, our defense is playing very good. We played great last week against the Raiders. Shut them out. They didn't cross the 50-yard line until the fourth quarter. So we looked awesome. But you can't depend on a defense to do that each and every week, especially against a good team like the Ravens. So I wasn't shocked that you guys won. You guys look pretty good. And I can see you guys improving as the weeks go along to, to eventually be one of those contending teams. Yeah, the thing for me, though, is the, the acquisition of Roquan Smith into the yeah. lineup. And it's it's making Patrick Queen a better tackler. Um, it's not allowing the running backs to get into that second level now, like we did, you know, earlier in the season, defense looks so much better with him in it, um, getting guys back healthy. Like, I think for me, like that, that was kind of the big difference in the game. I think we, we won this game on defense, but offensively, um, Lamar was efficient. I mean, we converted, almost like 60%, 70% third downs yeah. in, in the game. So, you know, so that was cool. And more and more importantly for me, like since 06, I think since the McNair year, we've been in that building four times and have won every single time. And that includes the Super Bowl. Um, don't mean to brag on that, but actually, do mean to brag about that. <laughs> but nice little humble brag. But, 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 nobody has that random ass historical stat. <laughs> I don't need nobody's permission, but appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So um, so so in regard to so now to the Saints now. So um, you got injuries. Michael Smith's not coming back. I mean, Michael Thomas uh, is not Thomas. coming back. Yeah. Um, Jarvis Landry has been out. Um, you expect a return on him? Like, what's the deal with him? Uh, yeah, he was questionable, so eventually he could come back. He's been out for a few weeks now. Uh, the Michael Thomas one really hurts because I was so looking forward to seeing Michael Thomas back, and he showed flashes those first few weeks. We saw some flashes mm-hmm. of the old Michael Thomas. Yeah. You're like, oh man, you get excited, and then he's gone again. Uh, so we might be looking at Michael Thomas, maybe not being on the saints next year, because this is, wow. mm-hmm. you know, so many years in a row now where we're not able to use him and you're paying him so much money. Yeah. I think we're getting yeah. to that part of his contract. Two now. Years. Yeah. We're getting to that part of his contract now where we'll be able to cut him without a big financial penalty. So I think that might be, I don't hope so, but from the saints perspective or front office perspective, I can see how that can happen. Yeah. When you get, you're, you know, paying somebody so much money with so little production now. Uh, so, you know, just a sad situation there with his health. But Jarvis Landry hopefully can be back soon. Uh, Chris Olave, as we're talking about the wide receivers, has been a good bright spot for us. Yeah. Uh, a good draft pick right there. So he'll be a part of the future for sure. But we just got to show up the quarterback position. And honestly, our defense is good. Or it's decent. It hasn't been really good this year, but it's decent. And it's getting to the point now where a lot of our players are getting older. Mm-hmm. So you might yeah. be in in tune for a few rebuild years coming up for the Saints, and I hate to say it, but it, it's looking like it's going that direction. Yeah, you think the loss of Sean Payton, like you, you think like that's a big deal. Like I think it's a big deal that you lost a guy that's been there almost fifteen years, and not only do you lose him, but you also lose the system that he had from an offensive standpoint. Like I think that's a big deal to lose him. And think that, you know, it's going to be somewhat the same with Dennis Allen. Yeah, going into the year, I thought we could still maintain it because we had the same offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. Mm -hmm. He's been there the whole time Sean Payton was there. So he's been there for 14, 15 years. And you're like, okay, we could still maintain it. Now, 
you know, in certain situations, Sean Payton's going to have that magic, you know, play call ready that maybe mm-hmm. Pete Carmichael doesn't have. So you're like, okay, those situations are where we're going to miss him. But as far as the culture, yeah. it should still be the same. It's the same coaching staff. Dennis Allen did a great job as defensive coordinator for the past like four or five years. I think yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Like, okay, you move him up to head coach. He has previous head coaching experience where he didn't do well, but you're like, okay, he learned from that, got to be a DC for a while, be really good at being a DC. And now he gets another shot at being a head coach. So I thought we'll be able to really keep that intact. In but you are seeing the just the impact that Sean Payton had as far as we weren't as disciplined to start the year. One thing we never did where we weren't high on penalties under Sean Payton. And this year we were high on penalties to start the year. And then when you go to just those situational things that you think about, like when you watch the Giants, for example, they're really good at situational football. Right. They're not blowing people out. Yeah. They're yeah. making the right plays at the right time. That's good coaching. So I think yeah. that's where you're missing him. As far as the culture, it should be the same under Dennis Allen, but those situational plays and situational football where you have a great head coach, a Hall of Fame head coach like Sean Payton, that's where it really matters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you got Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> look, man, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, this young lady by the name of Breezy on, and she was a Philly fan, and, yeah, and she, she, she got me a little out of my character. You know what I'm saying? She got to talking a little crazy to me. A little? You know <laughs> got me a little out of my character. A little? <laughs> look, I've had the answer for this to people. Like, look, Trey, I'm talking to both of y'all, but but I got a side note, Trey, real quick. You know, you you know you know that I have obviously put my foot in the mouth when I go to work. And people be like, hey, bruh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I've been explaining for and I was explaining for that week, like, look, y'all, look, it's not that I thought we was going to really be Philly. It's the fact that she was coming for my team the way she was coming for my team, where it was like I had to defend my team. Yeah, I'm not, you're not, yeah. look, I we think trash. we've all been there. Yeah, like we trash. I get it. But you're not going to talk the way you were talking about my squad. Yeah, so I had she was, to, she I had was going to, in on them. I had, to, I had to pull something out the hat that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel way better talking to you because your team is not good and my team is trash. So I feel a little yeah. better about talking to you where I could be objective, maybe make some points here. You're going to make some points and we can all come peacefully <laughs> and objectively so how we feel this game is going to go. How do you feel about your... I, I, come, in, your, I come in peace, sir. I come in yeah. peace. <laughs> how do you feel about this game Sunday? Um, I do feel that the Saints should win this game. Now, would I be shocked if Pittsburgh won? I wouldn't because of the way we looked on Monday night. Yeah. Um, but because Pittsburgh's offense has struggled so much mm-hmm. and our defense, like I said, has been playing better, I can see our defense creating turnovers and maybe winning that way, maybe getting a defensive score to help us get the winning that way. Uh, and our offense, we should be able to move the ball, running the ball. I think I see Alvin yeah. Kamara having a good game in this one. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be one of those old school football games. It might be real short because we're going to be running the ball a lot. <laughs> so I can see, you know, uh, I can see the Saints winning 17, 13, something like that. Like a real, not a pretty game, not a yeah. game that the non-Saints fans want to watch. It's not going to be one of those. Uh, but I can see the Saints winning a close one just because of the offensive struggles that Pittsburgh has had mm-hmm. yep. and the fact that we can run the ball pretty well against that defense. Okay. I agree with you, but mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to be on air saying that we about to lose to the Saints. Wait, hey, I thought you was coming in peace, bro. It is peace. It's peace. 
I agree with everything he said, but there's no way because we need it. Look, I am, I am in, I am, I tell, I've been saying to Trey for a couple of weeks. I am, I, the idea of us getting to the playoffs is gone from my mind. Yeah. I look, this is not about playoffs. At this stage mm-hmm. of the game, we are, I, I had to come to the harsh reality that we are maybe the, we, that, that schedule's favorable. That no, schedule's no, no. favorable. No, but I'm just talking about, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> right uh-huh. now, right, just right now where we stand, we might only mm-hmm. be better than like the Texans and like the, like, like. The Raiders. The, the, right, the Raiders. Like it's, it's only a. <laughs> like and, and and still and still because they have Devontae Adams and uh and Derek Carr, that would be the type of game that we would lose right now just based on our offense. Mm. Um with that be so with that being said, I gotta bring positivity and light to my team. TJ Watts coming back coming back this week, hopefully. Hopefully. It hasn't been announced one hundred percent. Oh, okay. Has it been announced one hundred percent? No, it oh. hasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're the LeVar Ball. He's speaking yeah. to existence. Yeah, th- thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs> okay. Thank you, man. Uh, uh, thank you, man. That was going to be my question. That was going to be my question when he's coming back. <laughs> if TJ Watt comes back, the expectations were that he's going to play Sunday. It hasn't been announced yet. But if, the, but if he absolutely plays on Sunday, that changes a lot for our defense. A lot mm-hmm. of when you spoke about uh, the Saints being able to get defensive scores on Pittsburgh, I think a lot of that could be said for Pittsburgh if T.J. Watt gets gets into the game. The pass, rush is, the pass rush is going to be back, essentially. He writes every wrong that we've had in our pass, in, in our pass rush since week one. He writes all those wrongs for, I know, not for whatever reason. I know why, but... Um, when if we can get him back, I think we can get a little bit of. I, I think we can score more than thirteen points if T.J. Watt is on this team uh, Sunday. Um, I know Kenny Pickett, uh, all those. I get it. I, our offense is super, 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 super trash. I am only. I'm building my. I'm building my uh, projection on. And let's be clear. I'm, I'm building it on T.J. Watt. So I'll give you two scores. Uh, if T.J. Watt is back. I think we we beat the Saints 2017. Okay. If we mm. do not play with TJ Watt, um, I'll be subjective because every point you made is right. I, I think the Saints win 17-13. Okay. I could see TJ Watt making that difference, maybe getting like a pick six or like a forced fumble for a touchdown, something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. That's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm I, I'm thinking even even if he doesn't get it for a touchdown. He'll get it where we got a short field. We yeah. we we rarely get into the red zone, but when we get there, we 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 make something shake sometimes. Like I'm just you know, look look, Damian man, I I don't want nobody else to talk no more trash to me. I've been trying to <laughs> avoid stealing talk since I realized we're not going to be a good team this year. Um, and and it's looking like we're going to be in the top ten drafts. Like look, man. Hey, what I, about the hope for uh, a winning season? What about a I hope for that nine and eight season. I'm hoping for it. That's 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 what still I'm in play because I want the, Tomlin the, to get that to, to get that record. I want him to get most winning seasons in a row. I want him to get that, but it's not looking good, man. It's just the, not. The, the so, schedule's favorable. Have you bro. seen our offense? No, it doesn't look favorable <laughs> when you look at our offense. 
It yeah. really no, I, I, I get it. I get it. But when you look at the mother teams, you're like, okay, this could be a, a sloppy. Oh, this I mean, is really bad. We haven't, game. Scored, we haven't scored more than one touchdown out since week one. That's the okay. crazy thing about the NFL this year, though. When you look at anybody's schedule, you can make the suggestion that it's favorable because there's not that many great teams that you look yeah. at and like, oh, we have no shot against yeah. them. There's so much muck. <laughs> like just yeah. in the middle right now yeah. with the NFL. Yeah. It seems yeah. like literally any given Sunday outside mm-hmm. of like Buffalo, which we normally we'll say Buffalo, but they just lost to the Jets. But outside of like Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, yeah. right? Outside of those top three teams, everybody else, you like any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. I, yo, Damien, I was I was gonna bring that up. So obviously the upset of the week was the Jets over the Bills, and now they kind of pull in with a half a game of the division lead. Buffalo has got this injury with Josh Allen with his elbow. I guess we're going to find out if he's going to miss some time or not. And then you also got the Dolphins at six and three. They're also yeah. half a game from first place. Um, and Buffalo for the beat Buffalo. Of and Buffalo beat Buffalo. Yes. Yes. And and Buffalo is 0-2 in division play, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, question to the both of y'all. Um, you confident Buffalo's still going to win the East, or you think somebody like Miami's going to come in and, you know, take that from them? Ooh, I still got Buffalo winning, but I'm not confident. Confident, right, it, right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not confident in it because mm-hmm. Miami's good. Miami has not lost a game where Tua has played from start to finish mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. that you have to take that seriously. That offense is phenomenal. Uh, that defense for Miami has shown they can be scored on. But that offense has definitely shown that they can score back, you know, with whoever. And now for the Jets, I'm, it might sound crazy. I know they just beat Buffalo. Yeah. But I'm yep. not a believer in the Jets quite yet. No. That defense is nice. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. 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 I, don't think nobody, def- I don't think nobody jumping out the Jets. A believer in them to do what, though? In make the playoffs. Like to, make the, like to win the AFC East, to continue that to That I play, agree with. Yeah, to continue to play well because – that offense is so limited. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. limited. Like, and yeah. you you have to depend on your defense so much. Eventually, yeah. you're gonna need your offense to do something. That yeah. defense is gonna yeah. have a bad day. They're gonna run into the wrong matchup. And yeah. Zach Wilson, it can't continue to win games passing for 130 yards. Yeah. Like it's not Greece, gonna happen. <laughs> Greece Hall is a big loss for them. Right. A, a huge right. loss yeah. for that team. Right. He's yeah. a big loss for them. And they have a great talented receiver. Wilson is nice. Yeah. But He's like literally he was like I want to say like 80 percent of the receiving yards last week, something crazy like that. Like he was up there as far mm-hmm. as all the receiving yards. And when you're depending so much on a rookie receiver, mm-hmm. a second year quarterback who doesn't seem to have it, just as some people would say the jury's out. I think the jury has already convened and came back. Now we're trying to get the sentence together. Like mm-hmm. we know he's guilty of being a bad quarterback. So now we're just yeah. trying to figure out how long he's got a chance <laughs> to be this bad quarterback for this team. So yeah. from, because of their offense, I'm not sold on them being a real threat. I think Buffalo just had a weird day. Josh Allen threw some horrible interceptions, and he was, he's still with the elbow injury at the end of the game. So I think they just caught Buffalo on the right day. I just don't trust mm-hmm. the Jets, but Miami, I think it's for real. Yeah. So I'm not confident because of Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Miami added Bradley Chubb, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what, what you think, Maestro? You yeah, think uh, Buffalo still wins the East? I do think they still. I agree with Damian one hundred percent. I I think they win it. Um, well, 
Yeah, period. They win it. Because I, because I, uh, how, how long are we talking about? Is he going to be out, uh, uh, Josh Allen? Is he going to be out? They we don't know yet. yet. They, we don't know. Yeah, yeah they yeah. haven't announced it yet. Well, yet. if they ain't missing, no, I, I, look, I know Buffalo, the, 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 the flaw is that they don't have a running game, uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. hey, you think Josh Allen won't just start running? You know what I'm saying? You think he won't just right. start running? Out, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe he don't throw as mm-hmm. much, and maybe he runs a little more. Uh, and mm-hmm. and and then maybe you say, "Well, defense will scheme for it." I don't know how you do. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you do. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, well, well, you've had a couple defenses over. scheme for it already. I mean, in the in the Jets and the Dolphins, and we both know that those two defenses are really good. I don't so. know that they schemed for him running the ball. I think Josh Allen didn't have a great throwing game against the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I, I don't. I don't, I don't watch the game. I don't necessarily remember the Miami game, but I know for a fact that he didn't have a great mm-hmm. throwing game against the Jets. Okay. Yeah, against, I didn't watch the game. Miami, so. Yeah, against Miami, that game was weird because Buffalo dominated that game and just plays here and there. The situational football I talked about earlier, they messed up yeah. in those situations. Like yeah. they, it was they ran like three times the amount of offensive plays that Miami ran. And yeah, still lost right. that game somehow. Right. Um, so I think if but in the rematches, I think Buffalo, if Josh Allen's healthy, will win both of the rematches with the Jets and the Dolphins. Mm, and that's yeah. why they'll be able to win this division. And the Patriots, yeah. even though they've been winning, that offense for the Patriots is yeah. due to as yeah. well. Right, right. <laughs> so, right. So yeah, I'm not worried about them either. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, at all. I, I, I agree with you, Damian. Uh, you you mentioned those two games that'll be in Buffalo in December, back to back weeks against uh, New York and against Miami. I think if Josh Allen is healthy and doesn't miss time, I think the Bills beat both those teams in those situations. And I think they'll, um, you know, probably with about three weeks left, they'll pull away with the AFC East. But I do think all three are making the playoffs, though. All three. Ooh. I think all three make the playoffs. Wow. So, oh, no, no, I got to challenge that. I got to challenge yeah. that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So who doesn't make? So who doesn't make it then? Well, right. Who you got? We got we got the Titans. Oh. They're uh, well, they're leading divisions, so. right? Yeah, they, and they're they're, 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 they're good. The Colts, the Colts, good. When you hired when you hired Jeff Saturday, you gave up. Yeah, like, the Colts Facts. gave up. <laughs> yeah, they're taking, they're for real. Yeah, um, yeah. So so Tennessee's good. Kansas City's good. Um, Baltimore's good. Um, I think it's I think it's gonna depend on what those bubble teams do down the stretch. You're talking about the Patriots and you're talking about Cincinnati. Um, they're without Jamar That's Chase a, right now. Yeah, you got the Chargers and, and, in there too. Right. Well, right, right. The Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers, and they got injuries right now, which I think they're kind of overcoming those injuries right now. So they're gonna get those um wide receivers do back. Do you think the Browns make a run? No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I think, it's, I think it's too late. I think it's too late. It's it's going to be too late. And 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 look, Deshaun Watson, when he's healthy, he's a top five quarterback. Sure, 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 sure. The man, the man, the man ain't played in two years, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect when he comes back. You know what I mean? Like, and the Browns, they got a tough schedule down the stretch. Like, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to come from the abyss and you know grab the seventh seed. I don't, I don't see that. So Cincinnati, why? We just, and I'm just talking wild cards. Cincinnati. And who else did you say? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Patriots, like th- like those bubble yeah. teams, like right. the like the teams that's outside the top Cincinnati, seven. Lu- Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati and Patriots. Yeah, Cincinnati. And the I Patriots. mean, you do, um, 
I mean, do we think, do we believe in Denver right now? I don't believe in Denver mm, no, right now. Don't, don't believe in no. Denver yet. Need, no. need to see yeah. more. Got to hear less about Russ doing, you know, <laughs> doing stuff in the, on the plane and exercising and whatnot. Yeah. See more on the field. Trey, you might be on it, son, bro. That's what I'm saying. You do you trust the Raiders? Do you trust yeah. the Raiders? They, yeah. Nah, they Raiders, blew. The Raiders are done. Yeah, they're done. They blew, they blew three 17-point yeah. leads this yeah. season. Yeah, you might be on to something. They, That's what I'm saying. They got a chance. But I just feel like that lack of offense is going to catch up to them. And I could see us, you know, three, four weeks from now talking about, dang, just four weeks ago, you was the man, homie. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, well. I if, can see that happening with the Jets. If I if I'm thinking about the Jets schedule off the top of my head, they still got to play Detroit. Mm-hmm. They got to play Chicago. And Chicago, and well, let me not say Chicago. Justin Fields it's for the last three run. weeks has yeah. been it's balling. So <laughs> they so they might they, they might get upended by Chicago when it if it comes down to that. But we know Chicago don't have a defense right now. Um, Jacksonville, yeah, the, they got the Jags the again, right? They still got the Patriots again. Um, they still got Miami again. They're gonna play Buffalo again too. Um, Minnesota's gonna be tough for them. I say you just said you just said three L three losses. You just definitely, but 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 do the Jets make it at nine and eight? That's feasible. That right, right, right. That's like they could be like they could be the they could be the seven seed. Yeah, just just making it. It's a lot of AFC team. Like we we talked about the AFC being stacked, and a lot of AFC teams are letting us down. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole the whole AFC West let us down. The yeah. AFC West is not him. Yeah, like we right. thought for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he was gonna come in. And yeah, boss right. up this year. Not <laughs> right. <him. laughs> yeah, right. It's the, it's the Chiefs and maybe the Chargers, and then everybody else is just trash. Like, right, crazy. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, the East is what the West was supposed to be. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Damon, where you at an MVP in the MVP MVP race right now? Oh, I would have to go Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, because I, I, I think it's like a yeah, I think Josh Allen kind of he will he had the lead. It was his to win. And he kind of came back down to the pile. And he could come back. If he comes out and like has a crazy five game run, he could definitely get back to the top of that. So I got Patrick Mahomes. You gotta put Jalen Hurts in there yeah. as well in the conversation. Yeah. He just doesn't have the stats with a Patrick Mahomes. Uh but Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. And honestly, I think Tua should be in the conversation. Mm. I understand he missed those mm. games, but when he's played, they're undefeated, mm. and he's played a whole game. Yeah, uh, and he's been balling out, and he has—he's right now throwing the passes to a receiver who might have the best season of all time. Tyreek yeah. Hill's on a on a yeah. crazy pass, uh, like his pace is crazy right now. Yeah. And what about what about that guy, Tyreek, as an MVP candidate? Oh, that's a good one. That's he won't win one. it. He won't win it. He definitely won't win it. But yeah, it's, a, it's a quarterback it. award now. Yeah, the, the, the numbers. Now. The numbers, it be. yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But if he gets two thousand yards, oh, he, he should have that, it. He should have it. He should I, have yeah, it. I think he should. He should truly he should have, have it because his yeah. impact on that offense is major. The yeah. fact that uh, defenses don't know what to do with him and Waddle at the same time. When you got two dudes out there running four twos, four threes, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. Defenses are like, dang. Usually, you only got one of these guys out here. We can, you know, phase our defense towards them. But when you got two of them, yeah. It changes things, and yeah, Tyreek Hill. If he gets two thousand yards, he definitely should be in the conversation and should be on somebody's ba- on yeah. everybody's ballot. I think he, I think he should win it if he do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's funny because I feel like Cooper Cup should have won it last year. 
Mm-hmm. In, in retrospect, I feel like he should have won it last we year. We talked about that, yeah. yeah he should have yeah. won it. Yeah, he should have won Oh, we did say that? I don't remember what we, we said. Kinda, well, I, I said he should have won it too. Uh-huh. But but I think you're, you're saying in retrospect. I was yeah. saying in, in real time, they should give it to him. I think my argument was is that wide receivers don't win MVP, but he should have yep. won MVP. Right, right. Yeah, Cooper you, felt the, you felt the same way about Derrick Henry a couple of years ago yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand yards. yards. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely win MVP because the last nine quarterback was Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah, he had yep. two thousand yards. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. And the reason he got it is because he literally carried a team with Christian Ponder at quarterback. Right. Yeah. So he's like, you had yeah. to give it to him that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this man made it to the playoffs with Christian Ponder. We yeah. got him. You got to give it to him. Right. Right. Oh right. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So I I feel you on Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry definitely should have won it because last year. It was weird because Aaron Rodgers had all that stuff going on and him saying all the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of mm-hmm. anticlimactic. Like, the media didn't even want to, like, vote for him. But they was like, you got to give it to a quarterback. Yeah. When right. Cooper yeah. Cup had one of the best seasons we've ever seen from Rodgers. Ever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he and right now, we're really seeing how much Ooh, he, he carries that offense, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it looks even better. The case that he should have won it last year looks even better this year, even though right. the Rams are struggling. We see that Cooper Cup, it's a one-man show over there. You have facts. Yeah. Facts. They stink this year. Yeah. They do. (laughs) It's crazy. They they stink. I I told you, Maestro. I told you about the Rams, man. You did. Oh, you you predicted it was going to be bad this year? I predicted they was going to miss the playoffs. Oh, man. That's That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I didn't see it yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a sniper call right there. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. They well, yeah. but I, I didn't expect the offensive line to be as bad after um Whitworth retired. I thought they was gonna be okay, but they I mean they really miss him. They're bad. They're yeah, bad, they're... bad. I mean, Cam Akers has been non existent. Uh yes. like I thought he was gonna take a step up. I, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the, the, I thought the chemistry, Cooper Cup and uh and uh Stafford, obviously I thought I thought that was go- I thought that was just gonna get better. I mean, yeah. I didn't think he was gonna triple crown again, but I thought it was gonna be more effective. I thought they was gonna be able to, you know, they knew what they had going on. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I thought that uh Allen Robinson, Robinson was gonna yeah. be yeah. uh efficient number two to get the pressure off of Cooper Cup. I forgot Allen Robinson even played on that team. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that was definitely that's a big one I was wrong about. I thought Allen Robinson was gonna have a major year. I'm like, he gonna come in and get at least you know 1100, 1200 yeah. yards, yeah. And mm-hmm. ball out for this team because Cooper Cup's gonna get all the attention. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson finally gets a chance to not be the guy getting all the attention and have a good quarterback and staff throwing the ball. And now it looks like maybe he's not that guy anymore, which is a shame because when he was that guy. He was, you know, playing with Blake Bortles, right? Right. All these other right. quarterbacks, <laughs> right? So it, it's a really a shame that he's yeah. no longer, if he's no longer that guy now, and finally has a good quarterback in Stafford to throw him the ball. Mm-mm-mm. Trey, uh, MVP, um, Jalen Hurts. Um, part of it is because I'm just going to go different than what you guys say. Um, Patrick Mahomes deserves huge consideration for it. But Jalen Hurts, his team is undefeated. Yeah. Um, I know he doesn't have the numbers that Mahomes have, but when you consider his rushing touchdowns yeah, 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 and yeah. his yeah. passing combined, like the, the numbers are there with, with, with Jalen Hurts right now. And I mean, they, they might be one of the top three unguardable offenses right now. Yeah. With the, I mean, with everything that you see, I mean, with Miami, with what they're doing and the Chiefs and what they've done, like it, the Eagles offense is right there in regards to not being able to defend these guys. 
And and AJ Brown is just having a good old time, bro. I, I was I watching. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Titans and Chiefs, and uh, AJ Brown is just trolling the guys. Like, yo, you got this kid throwing to nobodies right yeah. now. Like who? Like who are the Titans receivers right now? Like, yeah, yeah. Burks is hurt, so I really don't know who their who their receivers yeah. are. Right yeah, now. who are the guys? And what man? I thought Robert Woods was. I, I heard a lot of people telling me about Robert Woods and how he was going to, you know, be ready uh-huh. to be a number one guy. And nah, nah, yeah, nah. He's, he's a great that, complimentary guy when you have great receivers around him. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> so bad for Malik Willis the other night, man. That, yeah, that was, yeah. That yeah, was yeah I saw you tweet that he looked lost. I didn't think he looked lost. I think he ain't had a way to throw. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 but I mean, you could have at least thrown it out of bounds on a couple of them plays. But he man. had to try to make something shake. I, look, I'll be, I'll tell you, I didn't watch the game until the fourth quarter. So uh-huh. I'm sitting there looking like I saw your tweet saying, What are you going to do? I'm like, All right, bet. Let me see what he going He had to try to make something shake. You ain't got no time to be trying to throw yeah. it out of bounds. He on the fourth to... down, I yeah. agree. Yeah, oh, I shit, agree. The... But they threw every down. They threw second, third, and fourth. I know, but the second and third downs, like he was scrambling for ten seconds and yeah. he kept I, losing yardage. I feel you on that. You gotta try to yeah. make some shape. I think that's part of his rookie hump as well, because in college he could do mm-hmm. that because he was so athletic and get away with it. Right. Yeah. He puts yeah. linemen in the NFL are different. So I think that's gonna be something he has to learn. I think Justin Fields went through that as well. Like he knows yeah. like I gotta just do a straight right. line. Like I gotta do one move and go. I can't just be back here doing all this stuff and get away with it like I did in college. And I think that's part of the learning process he'll go through. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so my MVP is Patrick Mahomes, and I don't care. I'm a prisoner at the moment. You can guilty. <laughs> and I get he only had to make one thing, one one drive happen. But when it was time to do it, he, damn it, he did it. And yeah, the way, mm-hmm. when he third, did it. Third and 16. That was the yeah. turning point. The third and they, 16. They took what he wanted to do. The Titans could have got off the field. Yeah, right. They took right. what he wanted to do. And the Titans, is, Titans are a good defense. They took what he wanted mm-hmm. to do. He said, all right, yep. cool. I'm gonna make it happen this way, and he made it happen that way. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Prisoner in a moment, guilty. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Now, I and I think, I think for me, and it's just for me, and you and Trey, you know this about me. I'm a highlight dude. I'm a prisoner of the moment dude. I'm a dude. <laughs> what did you do when asses got tight? And that, that's gonna be tough for Jalen Hurts because it don't seem like he's gonna have no challenge in the NFC this year. Uh, it don't. It don't seem yeah. like he's gonna have no challenge. Maybe Min- I, I, I like to say maybe Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota. Some people. Say I think he has three challenges. I think he's got three. Okay. Minnesota, Dallas, Dallas. with that defense, and and Dak Prescott coming back, and the San Francisco 49ers with now McCaffrey and Debo yeah. and Ayuk and yeah, you, like I, I think those are the three challengers for Philly right okay. now. Um, did you see Dallas defense against Philly last time? I did, and that's why I said if they had but, Dak, I think that game is closer. I'm I'm only speaking about Dallas's offense against Philly's offense. <laughs> yeah. You mean the defense against Philly's offense? You mean Dallas's defense? Right. I'm sorry. Dallas's defense yeah, yeah. against Philly's okay. offense. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you see? Yep. You, you saw it, right? No, I saw it, and 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 like I told you, it was like when the Ravens played the Patriots years ago, and. The Patriots had the they didn't see that kind of offense from the Ravens and they got gashed up. It was I that same similar way. I don't know that that now if that is scores with Philly, cool. Uh-huh. And and obviously that's 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 plausible with uh Dak being back. That's on the table. Yeah, that's on that's the table. Pl- yeah, that's plausible. That can happen. And and they might get Odell Beckham. 
like that that that, that rumor that came is, out. Or, not, I know, I know, but mm-hmm. I know, but but I think they, that would be a, get... a good signing for them. Yeah, for sure. They, they for need sure. another dynamic mm-hmm. receiver. CD Lamb yeah. is cool. He not number one seen, yet. Yeah, Amari Cooper. They're we're seeing him in Cleveland thrive with Jacoby Brissett. Like, oh, he's a true number one. CD mm-hmm. Lamb was kind of dressed as number one, but was yeah. protected by Amari Cooper. Right, and we're yep. seeing like that protection's going now. You're starting to get the exposure on CD Lamb. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think CD Lamb got the capacity to get there one day. He just ain't yeah, there right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, he just ain't yeah. right, right. Now. And, and in his defense, in his defense though, he's had Cooper Rush throwing that's the ball for too. about four yeah. or five games. That's too. true too. That's true too. So that's true too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, we can we, uh, we can talk uh, Pelicans. You want to talk Pelicans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien, talk about these uh, Pelicans. Uh, Zion looks great right now. Um, yeah. The team looks good. I know they're, you know, five and five right now. It's a, it's a tough Western Conference, but um, I, I still got them as like one of the higher seeds to come out of the West this year. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, before the year, I said they'll be a top four team. I still believe in that. Uh, they're five and five, but they lost three games in overtime. Uh, and one against the Lakers when we were without Bar- Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So it's we're healthy. I think that we're a top four team and we're going to go through some just we're a young team. So we're going to go through some of those bad games like against the Lakers where we had that game in the bag, missed some free throws, left a bad three point goal. Uh, then, you know, you just can't let go at the end of the game there. Uh, yeah. But as far as our offense is very dynamic. When you got Brandon Ingram going, he can score on all three levels. Zion is starting to show more and more to his game. Uh, even in the loss against the Pacers yesterday, first quarter hit two threes. I'm like, okay, Zion. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, if he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's doing this on a consistent basis, and I don't need him going crazy. I don't need him shooting four or five three points a game. Right. One or right. two, two or three. Just mm-hmm. make him honest, right? right? And then he's getting more comfortable in the mid range, shooting those little mid range jumpers, like right in the paint. Like if defenders are just going to stay back, yeah, he's, right. he's real comfortable just pulling up in the mid range right there. So now we're getting that from him. So he's going to be even more dynamic as a scorer. And CJ McCollum, y'all, just a killer. He's a killer. He can score in so many different mm-hmm. ways. So crafty. So my only worry is defensively. And it's defensively because Jonas Valachunas, I love Jonas as uh, offensive center. He's dynamic as far as being able to score, shoot the mid-range, play bully ball. But when yeah. you have a team that can spread you out, you see his weakness on defense. So when we played against Utah, like, a couple of weeks ago, Utah is going to spread you out, right? Yeah. That's what that that's what their game is. And you saw the weakness of Jonas not being able to move. Indiana, Miles Turner, he's at that three point line. He could really shoot. They spread you out. You saw Jonas Valchunas kind of getting taken advantage of. And we have to go to small ball and play, and play Larry Nance at the five instead of Jonas. And now you're missing that offensive ability, but you got a defense there, so you have to kind of sacrifice your offense to play defense. And that's something I'm kind of worried about against the better teams in the Western Conference. You're playing against the you know, Warriors, I think, will get together eventually when you're playing right. against the Warriors in the playoffs. You're playing against yeah. maybe the Clippers if Kawhi ever comes back. Those type of teams. That's what I'm worried about as far as them spreading you out and Jonas being taken advantage of. I call it the seek and destroy offense where teams know they got one thing, one dude they can dude take advantage of. Yeah. They're going to do those pick mm-hmm. and rolls, get you in that, that matchup and seek and destroy you. Uh, yeah. So that's the one thing I'm worried about. But for the regular season, I think our offense can carry us. And defensively, we do have lineups that are very good with Larry Nash Jr. and uh, Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones that could play really good defense. So I think we're very versatile in what we can do because we have dynamic scoring and Brandon Ingram and Zion and CJ, a true big three. And we have good depth to our bench unit is really good. 
So I'm really excited about what we can do this year. And I think that we're going to learn from the early losses this year. And I can see us rallying off five, ten wins in a row mm-hmm. at some point and really getting on a roll here. So I'm really excited yeah. about our future. Okay. Okay. Uh, Austin, well, I, I am curious of who you think, like, do we got, do we got all stars in your own squad? All pros? Yeah. Like, with, like, with, like, like, who are the guys? I, does CJ McCollum make that, uh, I think he's the all, I think he makes the all-star team. I, I think he just does. Um, mm. but like, where do you see them in, in terms of all pros and that type of thing? So my prediction before the year was that both Brandon Ingram and Zion would be all NBA this year. And I still think that happens. Uh, Brandon Ingram, because he has evolved so much as far as a playmaker, yeah. I can see him getting 24 points a game, seven assists, seven rebounds. Zion is getting to the point now where he's 27, 28 points a game and being mm-hmm. doing it in such an efficient way. And plus, he's a star. So yeah, he's right. going to get those right. votes because yeah. of that. Um, now, yeah. as far as CJ finally making an all-star team, for us to get three all-stars, we have to be like top three in the conference to get three all-stars. Mm. So it depends on when we yeah. make that run that I project we can make as far as going on one of those long winning streaks for CJ mm. to make it. Because CJ is that third guy, he could be the odd guy out because the Western yeah. Conference does have a lot of talent. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be yeah. tough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's going to be tough to get all three of those guys in there. Yeah, but be but, tough, I, but, but I kind of but I kind of agree with you in regard to first like first team all pro like the numbers you just threw out there. I can see Zion being first team all pro. The numbers you threw out there for Brandon Ingram that sounds like a second team all pro kind of a stat line. Um, I could I could definitely see that. But when you look at the West, I'm surprised that Utah is nine and three. I mean, not me. Me and Maestro, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm thinking Utah. I'm thinking Utah was going to start trading players off at some point in the midseason. And this yeah. team is nine and three atop the West. You got Laurie Markinen, you know, averaging a double double, I think, right now. Yeah, he's um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised at that. And and the Blazers, the Blazers are off to a, a pretty good start, also. So if Dane keeps this up, then you know, he's gonna get into the all-star um selection yeah. as well, too. Yeah, and that's a, that's another thing. Why you have these other point guards out there, because CJ now is essentially our point guard. So he's going to compete with uh, Dame, Steph. Right. Even though the, yeah. the Warriors are struggling, yeah. Steph's still yeah. out here balling, right. killing it. Right. <laughs> so right. And, Steph, and all... even if they were losing, he's going to make it. You know, exactly. like, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. And we yeah, all agree gonna... that the, the Warriors are going to be okay, right? Yeah. We all agree. Yeah. They, yeah. It's nothing. The four and seven start. It's nothing. They'll yeah. they'll figure it out, right? They, they'll yeah, figure they it out. I feel like the yep. teams that we're looking at right now, who we thought were contenders, who are struggling, most of them will be okay. The one team that really stands out to me that might not be okay, the Miami Heat. I think mm. the Miami Heat might not be okay. Mm. Like mm. they're struggling so much to score. And I thought Bam Adebayo would take that jump this year. I thought he would take that jump to be the guy you could depend on to be a number one option with right. Jimmy yeah. a little older. Right. You want mm. him to take that jump and be that guy for you. He hasn't done it. Kyle Lowry, he's been a great player in this league, but he's looking real washed. Yeah. Not just washed, but dried yeah. as well. He's been through the full cycle. It's like it's looking like it's about that time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's looking like it's about that time. And I thought Lowry, that about so. two years ago. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the thing. He's had moments in between that. Yeah. He hasn't been consistent since, like, you thought about that two years ago. And now yeah. we're seeing more consistently bad Kyle Lowry. Uh, so I think Miami might have some real issues. And that's the one team I'm really that we, a lot of people thought would make mm. the playoffs. I can see them missing yeah. the playoff. Mm. 
Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, you make a great point. Make a I mean, you look at point. Cleveland start. You look at Cleveland exactly. start right now, and me and Maestro, we we talked about this when they got Donovan Mitchell. We kind of thought that they were still the number six, seven seed in the East because the East was so stacked. And and I know it's early, but the start that at least Donovan Mitchell is off to right now, like this dude, Killing. this dude shot our face off the other night when when the <laughs> Knicks was playing um, the Cavs, man, yeah. and. You know, all I could hear was, well, the Knicks, you should have made the deal. You should have made the deal. And, and, you know, my opinion on it was, was that I thought they was never going to get a deal done because I don't trust media because they said Durant to New York to the Knicks was a done deal. And that never happened. So that was that was kind of my reasoning for that. But um, but the Cavs are off to this yeah. crazy start. They're eight yeah, and two. Eight they're, two. they're right, you know, right below Milwaukee. Um, who's also having that amazing start as well. Um the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, four. Mm-hmm. Four in the division, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the kid name from San Antonio? Um, Deontay Murray. Yeah, he yeah. he yeah. shot our face off too when we played he, the he Hawks the last thing, week. Same thing to the Pelicans too. Like he <laughs> he's balling. He is balling. We yeah. lost to them in overtime. But yeah. man, Trey Young was killing us, man. Like it was crazy. And we were playing good. That's the thing. That's the frustrating thing when I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, we're playing really good tonight. And it just we could never get the lead because DeJounte yeah. Murray kept making plays. Kept yeah. making plays. I, I, I wanted to ask about the Hawks, uh, and I'm glad you brought them up, Trey, because I wanna I haven't been able to catch up with a lot of Hawks uh basketball, but how is that working out with Murray and and because I I I I thought that both of them are like kind of they both want the ball in their hand. Yeah. So yeah. I was I wondered how that chemistry would work. Like and to your to what you've seen so far, how has that worked? Well, the what I've seen, so the Knicks played the Hawks last week. Yeah. And it was hard to kind of gauge it because Trey Young went out with a injury to his eye, um, was out the game, majority of the game, and that's okay. when Deontay kind of went off gotcha. on us. Um, we we actually we were up twenty three and we lost that game by twenty six. Yeah, Damn. yeah, it, it was it was that bad, bro. Like it it was bad to the point where if they had another game like that, the next game, Dippa was going to be up out of here. Yeah. But um, but um, it, it it was just hard to tell if they you know could coexist because of the injury to Trey Young. So yeah. I I couldn't tell you. In the game I watched when they played against the Pelicans, they did a great job of playing off of each other. Mm. And with Trey Young, he's still not the best moving off the ball, but because he's such a threat from the three-point range, you have to respect where he's at. Right. So that gives room for DeJounte to work and do the pick and roll with John Collins or do the pick and roll with Capella. And you also have other shooters out there like Herter, Herter who right. can space the floor for you. So both of them have room to work. And DeJounte Murray, to my surprise, is – pretty decent off ball as far as knowing where to move, knowing when to cut, okay. shooting the three. So when you have Trey Young controlling the rock and you know his game, he's picking, rolling, doing the, the killer floater that he has. When he's doing all that, DeJounte knows exactly when to cut. He did that a lot of times against us where you're paying attention to Trey Young, you're seeing him doing all this mm-hmm. stuff, the next thing you know, he sneaks in, gets an easy layup. Uh, so I think because of his basketball IQ, is working really, really well. Okay. And Atlanta's dangerous, man. Only team yeah. to beat Milwaukee this year. And that was yeah. without Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's so wild. This team, this team is dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting. It's good. I'm, I'm, and you said what you said was the reason I had observ- uh, reservation because I didn't know Murray to be a 
cutting guy. I didn't know him to be a yeah. good off the ball player. So I, that was my resume. I'm like, well, none of these dudes are good off the ball. So yeah. how is this going to work? But it, it, it's good that you that that surprised you. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, that's good that that surprised. I'm like, okay, so I mean, that's good to know. Yeah, that because if he's moving good off the ball, then then Trey Young can kind of do what he does, and mm-hmm. and Murray can still get his. Exactly, and then yeah. when you want to give Trey a break, Dejounte can run the offense. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Any other uh, surprises in the league that you can uh, that you've been witnessing, Damian? Oh, surprises in the league. Um, you mentioned Utah. That's that's just crazy. That's wild. That's <laughs> yeah, wild, yeah, man. It's wild that, yeah, that Utah is looking this good. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned Cleveland. We talked about Atlanta. And it's not really a surprise, but. It's yeah. kind of like just a little bit like okay, I didn't expect them to be yeah. this good. Yeah, right. yeah. Philly, Philly is off to a rough start though too. They are they are off to a rough start for Philly. A lot of people come down on Doc Rivers. He's become like the poster child for overrated coach. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, Doc Rivers is usually good during the regular season. Right. So that's why I'm surprised with Philly because mm-hmm. regular season that's when you see the best of Doc and they're able to get the one seed and then they'll fall apart against Atlanta. Like yeah, the right. The playoffs. Right. 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 But now you're seeing that. They're playing too slow, right? Because they have good defense. Yeah. They have offense where if Tobias Harris is your fourth option, you're doing pretty well with talent. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Especially yeah. with Maxi doing what he's doing right now. Maxi yeah. had a, a 30 plus point game the other night, and I think he's averaging like 23, 24 right now. So yeah, you got and that then, going for you. And his numbers are gonna rise with James Harden being hurt too. So I think we're going to see the best of Maxi for this next month. And James Harden was playing close to the old James Harden we were used to um, before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, but yeah. Again, but because you have James Harden and Joel Embiid, who both like to slow it down, mm-hmm. they're playing mm-hmm. at a super slow pace. And when you're playing that slow, it puts too much pressure on each possession. So even mm-hmm. if you're playing good defense, it doesn't matter because you can only be so efficient. Right. And you're only and when you're being playing so slow, and even if you're being efficient, you're only getting so many points because you're not getting enough possessions. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going wrong with Philadelphia. You have to play at a better speed. You get more shots mm-hmm. from Maxi. You get more easy shots for the bench players who aren't producing like Melton. You get more shots for those guys when you're playing at a faster pace. Right. So I think if they speed it up, they'll be all right. And without mm-hmm. James Harden, I can see them speeding up the pace for this next month. And then James Harden have to integrate himself into that faster pace when he comes back. Right. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I got one more for you, Damian. Um, who's your project- prediction for league MVP? In the NBA. Oh, I'm glad I get to redo this because my pick to start the year, I try to go out on a limb and, and be fancy with it. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, you know, it'd be a great story. Kawhi Leonard coming back. And yeah, that, that's, that's not working out. It's not working yeah. out. Nah. nah. <laughs> so, so, but that's your little management. I like yeah. the energy, though. I do like the energy. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I'm glad to get this chance to redeem myself on that. So, uh, Giannis, man, Giannis is playing at a different level right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Milwaukee is looking phenomenal. Like it's their first loss they had, and they've been beating everybody by a good margin too. It's not yeah. like they've been having yeah. a bunch of close games. They've had a couple of them, which even adds to it. The fact they had a couple of close games and Giannis came through in those close games. And then the other ones are just blowing people out. And he's playing phenomenal on both ends, getting like 33 points a game, 11, 12 rebounds, six assists, along with being a great defensive player. Yeah. So Giannis, I think, should get it this year if he continues to play at this pace. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. You talk about crazy predictions. Uh, um, I kind of threw one out there when we were doing our predictions. I thought Carl Anthony Towns was, you know, going to be a guy. I'm so a surprise, fan. everybody. I forgot about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly admit, especially after my Knicks just beat them down last night, that hey, man, I, I don't know what I was thinking about that pick, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still don't. I'll gladly, I, I'll gladly admit that right now. <laughs> <laughs> now we all we all swing, you know, for the fences. Sometimes you got to strike out to get them home. Some, yeah. sometimes you know. That's it. Um, that's that's right. a fact. That's right. <laughs> And that's Kat, right. That's man, right. Cat has all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world. But I don't see how this team works. I know Rudy Gobert is out right now in the health and safety protocols, but when he's out there, the spacing is so bad. Right. Right. Anthony Edwards, who we know can fly, didn't get a dunk until like last week because Rudy Gobert was finally out. He has space. Right. Yeah. To, to go mm. and drive like he normally does. So mm. when you trade, five players and five picks or whatever it was for Rudy yeah. Gobert, you do that to in a championship. And this team yeah, looks like a play-in team that's going to be a seven, eight seed at the yeah. best. Right. Mm. So Which if, I was, exactly where if they I was were. Minnesota, I'm hitting that panic button. Like, yo, what did we do wrong? What were we thinking? This isn't working out. We got Carney Towns, who's not known for his defense. I heard trying to guard fours. We know he can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but that's why I thought the Rudy acquisition was good for them because it's going to allow Cat to not worry about defense and just kind of do what he do that's offensively. He gotta, but he's got to guard somebody. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing: if he's playing center, most nights the opposing center is not going to be an offensive threat. Right, right, right. right? Mm-hmm. So you can lay off him. You can, you know, worry about trying to double team out of players when you're guarding the four. Most nice that power forward in today's mm-hmm. NBA yeah. is what we thought of as traditionally a three. Since, so right. growing up, the guys mm-hmm. who we thought of as the small forward are now playing power forward. So now you got to get in the perimeter, guard the three, worry about the guy driving in. So now even one thing I did notice about Rudy Gobert, because the Timberwolves defense as a whole isn't good, he's not as effective mm-hmm. as a rim protector. He's only averaging yeah. like 1.5 blocks per game this year mm. because he's not able to stay at the rim. They're getting spread out. Right. So now Rudy Gobert, what you got him for, he can't even do that. Because the rest of the team isn't allowing him to do that. Mm. So it's it's looking bad mm. all around as far as them being mm. a championship contender. They'll be interesting. They'll make the playoffs and they'll have an interesting series where they give up 20-point leads like they did last year. They'll do that, <laughs> but they won't, they won't be a contender. Yeah, I, I didn't have them in the playoffs even with that trade. Mm. I, 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 I think I, I had a battle between them and the Lakers to get in the eighth spot, and, and even that's blowing up in my face right now. But – I, I I had them out the playoffs <laughs> because I felt like you know what LeBron gonna have LeBron gonna have to do it one more time just to get him just yeah. just yeah. just get in the game just get in the game in in the tournament right right but uh, I don't even know if that's gonna happen but so uh, the Lakers uh, the Lakers look really really bad yeah. that roster that Oof. roster is is built like a building that didn't have a foundation yeah like they just they just started putting bricks down they ain't put no cement. They ain't put nothing. <laughs> they, just, they just started. They on Anthony Davis's faulty injury b- patterns. That like mm. that that was that's what that was supposed to be their foundation. And yeah, hey Maestro, do the Wizards want Russ back? Um, I I look. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Look, man, we're playing decent basketball, like, and, and I just want to be, I just want to. Don't disrupt the flow, right? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Don't, don't disrupt anything, yeah. Russ yeah, yeah, been I decent off the bench. He's been decent since yeah. he's been off the bench. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, look, man, keep keep my flow going right now. Unless you're going to bring somebody that I know is going to come in. Like, looking at my team right now. Makes me feel like, man, if we could have really, if if we could have got Donovan Mitchell right now, like mm. if we'd have playing the way we playing right now, geez. with Brad Beal, right? Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, that was that would be yeah. nasty. Oh my goodness! And and Denny playing, oh Denny playing decent defense. Uh, Chris Stapps is just he he everybody doing. We just need somebody to get us over the hump. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell right now. Oh man. Yeah, he. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if the early MVP talks with his name floating around it right now. Yeah. Okay. Hey man. I, uh, oh, you got something? I no, I was gonna say I got. That's all I got. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Damian, man, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, let the people know where they can find you at your platforms and what you got coming up? Oh man, I appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking sports with you guys. Always great conversation. So thank you again for having me on. And I definitely got to get you guys on my podcast pretty soon. So I'll be hitting yes, you guys sir. up for sure. No uh, doubt. No doubt. You can find me on all social media platforms at The Real Deal WDA. I'm always, you know, dropping content and I'm flooding their inboxes with it. Uh, so go ahead and follow me so that you can uh, get that content as well. It's usually a basketball video, maybe a boxing video, football recap. It could be anything. And I'm dropping something each and every day. So follow me. Whatever you do, your social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, at The Real Deal WDA. Uh, for my podcast, The Real Deal with Damian Adams is my baby. I do that at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. On that podcast, I talk NFL, NBA, and boxing. Third and Three podcast, we do live on Facebook each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's a strictly football podcast that I do along with Jason Fairman and Nikki Jess. We have a lot of fun on that podcast. Really just good knowledge and good laughs. And I also do two other podcasts. I do for GSMC. I do the GSMC boxing podcast and GSMC basketball podcast. So if you're looking, you're a fight fan, mm-hmm. looking for some boxing, you know, content, go ahead and check out the GSMC boxing podcast and basketball. You can catch it there or the real deal with Damian Adams. Yeah. And shout out to Nikki too. Cause she came on the podcast a few weeks ago talking to her giants and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah we got her a little good job <laughs> over we, there. We, we managed to get her a little heated. We managed to get her a little heated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nikki, Nikki, that's when Nikki's the funnest is when yeah. we get her heated. Like, so I definitely knew like when I saw the clip, I was like, Oh, I gotta go check out the full episode now. <laughs> I brought up you live in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, shout out to all y'all, man, for doing your thing, man. And, and thank you again for coming on, man. Yeah, and, uh, salute, really bro. appreciate it. Um, you know, we'll you're welcome anytime, bro. Just just know oh, that. I appreciate it, man. I'll see you guys next time. All, All right, right bro. Be safe out here. All right. All right, peace, peace. That's the homie Damian Adams. Uh the real deal with Damian Adams podcast, also one third of the third and three podcasts. Um, check him out on Twitter and all those other social media platforms. And um, you know, good, good, you know. Good brother right there, man. Yeah. Uh, appreciate him. Um, just a special shout out to uh, Mocha Bella in the Facebook live chat. Uh, just checking out uh, Damien's interview and all that stuff. Uh, appreciate that. Um, I don't think we got anything else. I know we kind of breezed through the the Colts and the, you know, the Jeff Saturday hiring 
Um, yeah, but what? But but he, you know, it's funny. He summed it all up in one sentence. Fire. They they are clearly giving up this year. By the tanking. Hiring. Yeah, because it was when I saw it, I was like, uh, "Ain't he still at ESPN?" Like, mm-hmm. was, yeah. So they took about yeah. it. Look, look. It's a good. It's a good feel good story if you are a Colt fan. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, a little something to maybe get people to come watch the games and see and, and watch the shit show, but. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anything. I don't expect him to turn this around. I don't expect him to do anything this year. Maybe mm-hmm. next year when he got time to, you know, really put it all together, maybe he comes out being different. But mm-hmm. uh this is this is uh this is PR at its finest in my idea. So at first I was like, because you know, your boy from DC, Cato June, is on this coaching staff yep. for the Colts. Yep, shout you out know, Cato June and Acosta. Reggie- Yep, Reggie Wayne, um, Kevin Mawai, uh, Gus Bradley. I'm I'm thinking of John Fox. These are all you know, great things. Yeah, all though. Well, the majority of those guys have been coaches Coach. before. Oh, oh, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought he was the majority say, of those guys. I thought you was about to say majority of them have been coaches, but coaches as well. Yeah, coaches. Yes, yes, yeah. and 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 right. They but, they some of them played for the Colts and are on the staff. They're right there. And then I and I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, they're 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 tanking. They're they're hiring Jeff Saturday, who I guess was also sort of a consultant to Jim Ursay while he was doing the ESPN stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're they're tanking because if you take Cato June, Cato June is going to try to win ball games. If you take Reggie Wayne, he's going to try to win ball games. They want to pad the resume so that they could eventually get a head coaching job. Yeah. Um, it, it, it makes it makes perfect sense to me. And I understand everybody's complaints about and, and even the conversations about black coaches not getting the opportunities and stuff. I appreciate those conversations, but this is clear cut. We 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 know what this is about. Jim Ursay wants to tank this thing. He wants Bryce Young or whoever is going to come out the draft next year. And look, uh, and 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 quite frankly, when they benched Matt Ryan, that that kind of was the signal a little bit there too. Yeah, yeah. Like you put the you you put this yeah. kid in Sam. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know Lingern, what the guy's name. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Lingern, you put whatever. that kid in. Yo, they yo they they sacked this man nine times on Sunday, bro. <laughs> it, it was that bad, man. And I know the Patriots' defense is good, but they 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 got him down nine times, man. So. Um, hey, all I gotta say for the Colts and you and I, we got a best friend who's a Colts fan, and I haven't talked to him about it yet. Uh, I look forward to the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's all I gotta say about that, man. Um, I'm good if you're good, man. I'm good, bro. Ready, ready to wrap this thing up. I man. gotta start uh, remembering to put water over here when I do this show, bro. Oh, bro, all the time, man. All the time, man. Uh, special thanks to uh, special shout out to Damian Adams too. Yes, sir. Uh, special shout out to everybody watching us on the Facebook live chat. Mocha Bella, I see you. Um, everybody in YouTube, Twitter watching us live. Um, just a few reminders. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Barbershop S P O R two. You can also follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can click the like button on the Facebook page. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you got questions or any comments, just hit us up on the email 
at barbershop sports talk one at gmail.com so that's it man uh, another week always appreciate this time with you bro yes sir no doubt no doubt uh everybody out there y'all take care of your mentals enjoy the week and we'll be back next week drink Peace. some water <laughs> <laughs>